The Scan Bite Size, a brief explainers on key global health topics from around the world in under 15 minutes. Tune in for your bite of the action. My name is Anushka Patel. I'm a cardiologist and a scientist with a research focus on the prevention and treatment of non-communicable diseases. As the chief scientist at the George Institute, I'm also responsible for developing, implementing, and monitoring our research strategy and a range of activities to ensure that our research outcomes have real impact on people's lives globally. What exactly are non-communicable diseases? I'm often asked to explain this. The phrase is a bit of a mouthful, so we tend to abbreviate to NCDs. NCDs are chronic diseases that persist long-term. Unlike infectious diseases, they are not caused by microbes and cannot be transmitted to humans from other people, from animals, or from the environment. The main types of NCDs are cardiovascular diseases, such as heart attacks and stroke, cancers, chronic lung diseases, such as emphysema and asthma, and diabetes. Importantly, they also include mental illness. There are a few myths about NCDs that are important to address. The first myth is that they are caused by choices individuals make about their lifestyle. You might hear these illnesses actually referred to as lifestyle conditions. This is an unfortunate myth as it has contributed to a culture of blaming the victim. Most of these diseases are influenced by individual behavior, but ultimately they're determined by a complex interaction of genetic, physiological, environmental, and social factors that are beyond an individual's control. The second myth is that they are diseases of affluence. In fact, NCDs are diseases of poverty. They disproportionately affect people in low and middle income countries. Of the 40 million annual global NCD deaths, more than three quarters occur in low and middle income countries. In wealthier countries, the relative burden of NCDs is higher in sections of the community with greater socioeconomic disadvantage. And we know that NCDs are an important driver of inequity worldwide. The third myth is that they are just diseases of old age. It is important to recognize that NCDs are the leading causes of what we call disability-adjusted life years lost each year. This is a measure of both premature death and disability. And of course, people dying prematurely or living many years with disability has important consequences, both in terms of social disruption, uh, but also reduced economic productivity. A final important myth is that they are diseases that mainly affect men. This is a particularly common myth for certain NCDs, such as heart disease. The reality is that two out of three women die of an NCD. And again, NCDs are the leading causes of premature death and disability among women worldwide. Why are NCDs important? As mentioned earlier, they are the number one cause of disability and death worldwide. They account for 74% of all deaths and more than three out of four years lived with a disability. It is important to also recognize that people frequently experience more than one NCD concurrently. With COVID-19, we saw that the risk of hospitalization and death was greatest among people with NCDs and particularly amongst those with multiple NCDs. This presence of multiple coexisting diseases is known as multimorbidity, which is one of the greatest global challenges of our times and looking into the future as our population continues to age. 
What can we do about NCDs? Fortunately, the majority of NCDs are preventable. They are driven by modifiable risk factors, which in turn are influenced by modifiable social and environmental determinants of health. In 2018, political leaders from around the world came together at the third UN high-level meeting on NCDs to review progress to date, but also to reinvigorate action to tackle NCDs. A five-by-five five approach was adopted. This sets out preventive action at country and global levels to address five major NCDs and five major risk factors. Those NCDs are cardiovascular diseases, diabetes, cancer, chronic respiratory diseases, and mental health conditions. The five risk factors are tobacco use, unhealthy diet, physical inactivity, harmful use of alcohol, and environmental risk factors. The World Health Organization has also identified so-called best buys for tackling NCDs. Best buys are interventions that both at the population and individual level that are likely to have the biggest bang for the buck, that is most likely to be cost-effective, but also produce more equitable benefits. For example, at a population level, a number of measures to achieve tobacco control, such as taxes and prices on tobacco products, are best buyers. At an individual level, programs to identify and treat people at greatest risk of heart attack or stroke with an affordable package of preventive medicines is a best buy. There isn't a magic wand available to, ta to tackle the enormous global burden of NCDs. This is a problem that needs to be addressed in multiple ways, including focusing on the social and environmental determinants, implementing best buys wherever feasible, but also importantly, listening to people living with NCDs to understand priorities and appropriate approaches to implement change. What then are the big research questions that remain? Despite all we know about what causes NCDs and how we might prevent and treat them, there is still much to learn. Even with the use of the best preventive treatments, there is still more to be done to identify new effective safe and affordable drug therapies to further improve outcomes, particularly in high-risk people. However, we already have many effective treatments, but the reality is that most people who would benefit from these treatments around the world simply do not receive them, do not receive enough of them, or do not take them. So we need to develop new ways to make sure that the right people receive the right treatment at the right time. And this requires much more research into health system strengthening. We also need to understand more about how to shift those environmental and social determinants of health that contribute to, for example, physical inactivity, poor diets, and tobacco consumption. This includes understanding and addressing the impact of commercial determinants of health, which refer to private sector activities, activities that influence health outcomes. These are important research questions, for example, around how governments and civil society can work together either with or tackle aspects of, as an example, the packaged food industry to improve the quality of our food supply. All of these areas of research are a focus for the George Institute for Global Health. Through healthier societies, better care, and better treatments, we are committed to tackling NCDs globally, particularly among those consistently left behind and thereby improve the lives of millions of people worldwide. Thank you for listening to this bite-sized episode of The Scan. 
subscribe to stay in contact and we look forward to you joining us next time